Hello folks, Jeff C. here, and I wanted to take a quick second to tell you how much I appreciate you listening to this show. Your time is valuable, and I know you could be spending it in multiple ways, and I really am humbled that you take the time to listen to this show. The second thing is that after many requests, I'm excited to share a new opportunity with you. If you're ready to level up your repurposing skills, I'm going to be offering a training on Descript starting at the end of May. This class is designed to take you deeper into the world of repurposing and transform you into a true Descript expert. By the end of the class, you'll know my exact workflow and have a roadmap for creating your own easy-to-apply templates to your projects. To learn more and to secure your spot, visit jeffc.com forward slash Descript 101. That's J-E-F-F-S as in Sam, I-E-H dot com forward slash Descript 101. Don't miss this chance to elevate your repurposing game. And now, on with the show. Keeping you up to date on the world of social media. Industry experts. Creators, storytellers, and the latest social media tools, tips, and tactics. This is Social Media News Live. Hello, folks. Welcome to Social Media News Live. I'm Jeff C., and you're not. And this is the show that keeps you up to date on what's happening in the world of social media and more. And today we'll be discussing an important topic. As more people are working from home in remote settings, we have seen this surge in feelings of isolation, burnout, and challenges in maintaining a healthy work-life balance. And in this show, we're going to be exploring some of the effective strategies and tools that can be used to combat some of these challenges. We're going to dive into topics such as reducing isolation and increasing your productivity, developing some competencies to counter isolation and living a healthy life both at work and at home. And we're going to even cover some questions about how to establish boundaries, prioritize self-care, and maintain a healthy lifestyle while working remotely. So hopefully we'll give you some insightful tips and advice to help you thrive as a remote worker because a lot of us are doing that so feel free to add your tips and comments that you found helpful in this kind of new era or maybe you're like me and you've been doing this for such a long time it's like what i'm at home i don't have to put on pants it's great uh but if that's you (laughs) or if you found some tips and tricks uh let us know uh we would love to uh, have you we'd also love to have you answer um answer ask any questions wherever you're watching from so anthony witt how are you doing today my friend I'm doing good. I'm good. I was going to say the first tip, I don't have it written down anywhere. The first tip is actually put your pants on. Well, we're not going to stop the show for that, but uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, that is important. So let me, let me introduce you to Anthony. If you missed him the first time around on the show, uh, he is the co-founder of Withouse Counseling. And this agency started with his wife and has now grown to become a multi-state operation. Anthony is a serial entrepreneur. It's very true. He's starting, he manages and sells multiple businesses throughout his years of experience as an entrepreneur and therapist. Anthony has developed a unique skill and understanding of what it means to run a business. Uh, Because of this, he's focused his time on helping business owners and entrepreneurs from a psychological and therapeutic standpoint to live a life of rhythm amidst the chaos and anthony has seen my chaos for probably four is it it's over five years right that we have met every it's, monday it's i think it's closer to like six or yeah something. it was like the first social media marketing world i went to as we started a uh we started a mastermind with eric fisher and we've been doing that every monday since then so 
very he, I know Anthony very very well, and so uh, he is a serial entrepreneur. But he's got some great insights for you guys that we're going to dive in today. So uh, make sure you ask your questions. I know this is virtual, but we are going to go back and answer those. Uh, if whatever platform you're watching on, uh, we'll we've got we use Agora Pulse so we can see what when people are asking some questions or leaving some comments. So make sure you guys do that. But first of all, I want to do a big shout out to our friends over at Ecam. Uh, you can find out more about them at social, socialmedianewslive.com forward slash ecam. They're the ones who make this show possible. They power the show. Uh, we really appreciate them sponsoring the show. But I wanted to tell you really quick about something that's really, really cool. It is their Leap Into Live, which is starting later on this month. You can go to leapintolive.com. It's going to be Leap Into Live selling this year. So I'm going to be talking there about repurposing, how to use it for Amazon Live. We've got our friends Jim Stone and, I mean, Jim Fuse and Chris Stone from the dealcasters uh they've been on the show quite a bit and uh faithful faithful supporters of that and they're amazing they're gonna be teaching there as well and then so you know ian anderson gray is gonna be or all all of my friends are gonna be talking but you don't want to miss it so go register today at leapintolive.com it's gonna be spectacular so i uh, can't wait to see you there did, um, did you say was i even paying to did you say when it is it is later this month. I can't remember. It's it's when I get back. I know that. So it's only a couple of weeks when you're watching this. I think it's the next week. If you're watching this live, then I think it's next week. So make sure you go to leapintolive.com and register because uh, it's just great. I mean, all those people in the community there at Ecamm, uh, I know they're a sponsor, but I loved them way before they ever sponsored mm-hmm. the show. So they are incredible. So check them out, leapintolive.com. Yeah, I was just going to say, I was literally literally just got off a meeting with my uh, assistant and then the guy who helps me with our social stuff when we were working on that. So I'm going to have to get over there and register myself. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, it's great. I know, Anthony, you're big into repurposing too. The more we can repur- repurpose, mm-hmm. I think the better uh, off we are. But something that, you know, I like reproducing because it gives me margin. And a lot of stuff we're going to be talking about today is, you know, beating this burnout because we all, a lot of us are doing this remote working. We've done it for a while now. And uh, luckily I have like you and Eric on Monday and some other masterminds I have on some other days that kind of gets me out of my isolation bubble because it's really easy to, to focus and like put your head down and then realize, Oh my gosh, a week has gone by and I have not left my house or talked to anybody, you know, stuff like that. So I want to talk about this, um, how we can reduce this isolation because a lot of us were going in to work. We were able to gather around the water cooler. We could gripe about our boss or whatever. So I want to talk about, because I know you are a counselor, you have a master's in counseling and right. I'm just like, I'm like you do. I know you do. Yeah, yeah. I was there when you were getting it. Uh, so, and your wife is an incredible counselor as well. So, yeah. but what she's are some the of these? And legitimately she's the brains. Yeah, so I, I go will. to her and say, I have this problem with the client. Can you help me with this? And she's like, oh, absolutely. Here we go. Yeah. So, so. they're, they're awesome. Uh, both of them together are even more, have, have even bigger superpowers, but let's talk about this. What are some of the main factors that kind of contribute to feelings of isolation, especially when it comes to remote workers are working from home? Um, you're not supposed to start with, um, but the concept of remote working drives towards isolation. I'll start with that, mm-hmm. which is maybe something you didn't even ask, which is that we are going to move towards isolationism as a, as a, as a person that works at home, if that's what we do. 
And so some of the factors that lead to it is the fact that this is what I was talking because joking earlier, like put on your pants. Like <laughs> it's, yeah. it's great that we cannot, you know, wear our pants, right? You don't see any of our lower thirds or what of us right, right. now. Like right. you don't know, but, but part of, part of what leads to that isolation or that burnout is the fact that we don't have to do anything. And so we don't. And so then we develop these habits that are not good habits. And these, these bad habits lead into these systems and these maybe even processes that we have because we do it. So I tell people like, I might start telling them this way. I might start saying, put on your pants, (laughs) prepare yourself as if you're, as if you're going out, because when you don't, you, you lose some of the things you have to do. Um, as far as how we, oh, I got a hair here. That'll be great. Yeah. Um, as far as, as far as how, how we have to function becomes how we function. Mm. So I don't have to function this way. So I start to function this way and this way being, well, I don't have to brush my teeth. I don't have to take a shower because no one's going to smell me. I'm going to be in 10 meetings. I don't have to put on pants. I don't have to brush my teeth. I don't have to take a shower. All I have to do is kind of slick my hair over and I'm good to go. (laughs) Right. Right. But that starts to develop into the habit. So what was, no, I'm I'm losing track. No, it's like, what are the, what are the main, I said, like, yeah, what are the main factors that contribute to, and I want to talk about the feeling because sometimes it's not just, you know, we may have meetings, we may have these Slack meetings and we may have the Zoom meetings, but we have, there's this almost like compounding interest because we're not going out and doing the things we were, which were, even if it was like, we didn't think of it as something that, you know, we particularly look forward to, like maybe just, you know, seeing other people, passing them in a hallway or whatever. But we have this feeling now that we ha- we're isolated and it's, it may even not be conscious, but we know that like, man, I'm feeling like, it's just kind of compounding. And like, I feel like I'm lethargic and I'm just like, you know, so I want to know some of the strategies that you can give us to combat these feelings of isolation and, and even how we can stay connected when we're, when we have to work from home. Yeah. So feelings, I talk to people a lot and, and quite often I'm, I'm, I, I don't only work with men, but a lot of times that's who gravitates towards me. My wife kind of generally has a woman. So I, a lot of times I talk with men and they'll say, yeah, she feels this way. And that's a problem. And my response is if she feels that way, you got to do something with that. Hmm. But if we talk to ourselves, it's almost the reverse. Just because you feel that way doesn't make it true. Just because you feel like I can't stand bowling shirts and really cool backgrounds and beards, like, and beards, like, doesn't make it, are those things are are attacking me? No, no, no. Those are triggers that I've loaded because of the way that I feel. Now I'm way off track. We're not even close to your subject. Let's get back to your subject. Um, So that's what I would say. The part of the feeling part is if you feel that way, stop and discuss, discover your feelings. I tell people that if you want the tricks and trades to be better at, at home, working from home and not being burnt out, you got to start with your mental health. And so that's really becomes a question in, in my book. And of course I'm coming in from a clinical perspective. So you say, Oh yeah, obviously you'd say that I'm saying that because that's the part where, and I feel like I'm beating this, but don't put on your pants. Well, put on your pants. Let's work on your mental health. So let me get back to your actual questions. 
how can we work on those feelings uh, of isolation, feelings of isolations and being connected? I gotta, I gotta be a good host or good uh, guest and actually answer your questions. Um, well, let me, let me say this first. Uh, I'm not going to answer your question. Technology <laughs> also pushes this. Okay. And what I mean by that is I'm not talking about, um, I'm not talking about the political pressures of technology, although that might be a thing. I'm talking about what technology does to us is it pushes some of these things that I was, that I was saying, right? It pushes us towards, um, anxiety, anxiousness, being alone, um, depression, all these things. And some of them are clinically are, um, empirically supported. Like those things increase when we use technology. Mm-hmm. And so what's a ticket like because of, and there's a whole lot of factors from a, from a scientific, uh, right. perspective for, from a clinical perspective. And so what's some of the ways that we reduce, inability to sleep, addictions, depressions, uh, stress and anxiety, because that's what increases when we continue to use or when we use technology and we use technology on a regular basis as part of our work. Mm. Those are the things. And so one of the biggest things that I push people towards is boundaries, boundaries and communication. Those are probably two, the two, the two big ones, which is develop boundaries develop a set of what does it look like? And some people be like, well, my boss has got to get a hold of me at all times and different things like that. Well, so you need to move towards developing communication. What does communication look like? And then you can develop the boundary set. Now, let's say you don't have a boss. Let's just say you're a freelancer or you work for yourself. Uh, right. You're a content creator. You're a social media guru, like the experts, right? Whatever. It doesn't matter. You work for yourself. Developing boundaries and clarity on communication. So let's talk boundaries for a second. Boundaries in my head become like I have, uh, I'll hold them up. I, maybe I'll put them in front of the camera. I have two phones. I carry two cell phones. Oh, I didn't know that. Other people <laughs> carry two cell phones. It's not that, but I literally carry two cell phones. Now I carry two cell phones for a variety of reasons. But if I was to take all of the notifications, it's, it's in the evening when we're recording this nice sunset here in Tennessee. I shouldn't show you guys the window. Um, but I, if I show you all my notifications that came through on my phones, both of my phones, and I've had to work at this, it's only the text messages. And there's like one other notification set. We say, well, yeah, but I use this for work. Every time you use notification, you have a ding and you have a... Uh, right. Like Pavlov's bell. Yeah, exactly. Every time something hits, of course, we go into, there's dopamine hit. Like that's how the social companies get us to stay, right? Mm-hmm. They're developing this as a, you know, oh, I got another like, or whatever. I'm saying develop boundaries with how you use your technology, number one. And then number two, how you actually use your technology as part of your work. So technology, set boundaries in your technology. And that would be probably maybe the other the third thing, if you will, if it's communication and boundaries is developing a schedule and using that schedule rigidly. Like I have, I got a client. Um, I won't tell you what type of client, so I don't get in trouble. He's a coaching client. Um, actually he is a coaching client, so I'm not going to get in trouble. He's a client <laughs> yeah. and, uh, he, 
we were working through some job stuff and he does a lot of freelance work and he does contracts and stuff like that. And he, he recently moved to a, uh, one big contract that was 30 hours a week mm-hmm. pays him really well, pays him what he needs for his family, more than what he needs for his family. And he had the opportunity to pick up a 40, another 30 to 40 hour a week contract for like three or four months. And he decided to pick it up and things were a little hairy and, and he got back basically, basically he's doing 70 hours a week. That's a ton of work. Right. But because he's developed boundaries and I, and one of those hours, he's got to meet with me because he's developed boundary sets for how he allows his technology to be used inside of his work. He's not distractible. And even though he's doing an incredible amount of work, he's actually reduced his burnout. Hmm. You say, well, how is that possible? Right? Like, shoot, the guy's gonna, yeah, he, he, he can't sustain that for a really, really long time. Probably. But because he's developed structure behind his, behind what he's doing and when he's doing it, and he's following a schedule, he actually feels less burned out now than he did before he started either one of these contracts. Because I had him when he was doing a forty-hour-a-week right. contract, and he was getting burnt out. So, so I have some some follow-up questions about this. First of all, it sounds like so when I hear the word boundaries, that always is for me is. That is, I'm setting something to keep somebody else from coming across. You know, that's a boundary, like stay out of my zone. That's a boundary. What I'm hearing you say is a big part of this is not boundaries to keep other people out. It's boundaries that you set on yourself. Like, I'm not going to look at my phone during the dinner time because that's not healthy and I need to engage with my family. So that's kind of a mind shift, I guess, a, a different type of mind shift when I guess you hear boundaries because I at least for me, when I hear boundaries, I don't think about something I need to set for myself. Maybe I'm just you think, wild you and think free. The book, the book boundaries. I know, but, like, but I, I have right? read it. It's by cloud, isn't it? It's by cloud. Yeah. Well, I, I think of that when I say it too, I think where, where you were headed, Jeff is there, it's still boundaries to keep things out and people out of your agenda. There's mm-hmm. just not a person necessarily on the other side. It's technology. Gotcha. gotcha. And there it's, is a person on the other side in a lot of it but it's really technology, right? Because, and here's, here's also why I, I move towards, towards boundaries or I I'm using boundaries today. Um, cause I, I didn't come on here thinking I'm going to beat up technology. Like that's what I want to really <laughs> smash right. people on. And, uh, but it's a factor. And if we stop ignore acting like it's not a factor and we say, no, it is a factor to burn out isolation and ability to communicate effectively, all these, there's a bunch of different things there, right? We could, we do a whole nother show on technology, but if we start realizing that, okay, no, this, this first off affects my connections, authentic, authenticity and all that stuff, but it also affects the way that I work for a variety of reasons. And if I can work efficiently and I can work with purpose, I can reduce burnout. It's, if we're just talking, like if we try to stay on, if I try to stay on topic and we just try to say, like, how do we reduce burnout? One of the ways that we do that is we set boundaries for our work and everything else. And if I may, I'd like to jump to the other topic, which was communication. Well, I w- just a minute. I want to have a follow up here because I think because we're talking about how to reduce isolation and the thing that I wanted to, oh, to about boundaries. Well, we're going to get to that, but I know, cause I have a question about there's about boundaries mm-hmm. right after this, but 
because we say, you know, how to reduce isolation. Do you think most people come to you going, I'm feeling isolated and this is what's happening? Or do they have the symptoms and then you dig deep and you go, well, it's because you're isolating yourself. Do you see what I'm saying? Which, where does the self-awareness come in for isolation? Is it usually like, oh, I know I'm not isolated? Or do they go, oh, crap, yeah, that's right. I haven't talked to anybody or I don't have any really deep, meaningful re- relationships. That's why I'm miserable. Which one kind of comes first? Just like, and it's been happening to us for a a much longer period of time, just like everybody else. The person that comes into your office is an expert on what you do, but they're getting ready to hire you for what they need help with. Uh, Okay. They'll come in and be like, well, I've got ADD. I've got anxiety. I got depression or whatever. And let's say it's the first time they've ever been in the therapeutic type environment ever in their life. They still half of them come with a personal diagnosis and they're living into that diagnosis. A majority of their problems, like I can, I can go through case by case and say, well, the person's problem has to do with isolation and connection and relationships. Mm. The other factor that, that, that kind of pops on top of that is just what you said, which is identity. Mm. So much of it comes, if, if it's not a, uh, a clinical I'm trying to parse my words here because I think words matter. If it's not a clinical uh, or chemical, I'm probably going to eat my words here, imbalance of some sort, I can pull about 95 to 90, probably 98% of my clients and say their issues are that they need real friends. Mm. It boils down to that. It, it, it Absolutely. Because and I tell people all the time, I tell people all the time, I say, listen, you don't need me. You only need me because you don't, I, I actually don't say this to clients, but like you, I, I don't have a profession. Actually, can I tell you a story, a real quick story? Yeah. I think it's cool. I, I feel like I'm looking at the clock. I don't you're even good. know how much you're time. Good. So I dropped my, my wife and I had the privilege. We went to Israel. We came back. We got home at our, our house. Um, I think we went to bed at 3 a.m. She had to fly out to Chicago to pick up her kids. We were living in Nashville. The kids were with my parents um, at, I don't know, her flight left at like 6 a.m., right? So we got hardly any sleep. We live about 20 minutes from the airport. I drove down. I dropped her off. And, well, wouldn't you know that I'm originally from the Chicago suburbs and it's closer to New York than it is to Nashville. And I expect to be able to go to 25 to 50 restaurants at you right. know, 5 a.m., not the case in Nashville. These people like their sleep. I like them for it. There's nowhere to go, right? right? So so I have learned the only places I can go for breakfast in the morning or before like 7 or 8 o'clock, 8 o'clock is a little bit of a stretch. There's plenty of sevens, is, and I think COVID actually did this, is McDonald's or Waffle House. And yep. I'm not from a place where we have Waffle Houses. I didn't grow up with Waffle Houses. <laughs> it's not even a thing. Like yeah. what's a Waffle House, right? Just so dro- drop the W house? and it's be turned into Awful House. But go ahead. <laughs> there you go. So I have my eggs and uh, that's what I like. I like uh, eggs and hash browns, bacon. That's it. It's simple, right? So I'm talking with this guy. I sat at the bar and this guy kind of was talking to me. We're talking a little bit. He's from out of town. He's a, an appliance guy. He fixes stuff. He was probably in his, he was probably in his sixties, young sixties, maybe. He was probably a little weathered. Yeah. He might've been a little bit younger than that. Anyway, so we're just talking to him stuff and, and uh, we were going back and forth and 
it was really, I just asked him questions. That's what I do for a living. I mean, I paid whatever I paid $60,000 to learn how to ask better questions. I might as well just do it. So I'm just asking questions and whatever. I had my breakfast. He had breakfast pretty fast. And, and he decided he grabbed my bill. He wanted to pay him for my bill. I was like, you can't pay for my bill. So he was insistent. And I, I'm like, you know what? I really appreciate it. Thanks. You know, I'm going to next, right. whatever I go, I'm, I'm paying, I'm going to pay it forward. You know? And I still have to leave me and I don't remember exactly how it happened, but he said, well, what do you do? So we'd been sitting there for 15, 20 minutes, right? Maybe 30. And you know what I did? Cause I didn't say it. And I was, I was slightly embarrassed to tell him what I did. <laughs> right. Because he's like, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's five o'clock in the morning. I'm about ready to go hit the grind. I'm going to do a 12 hour shift, fixing appliance, uh, commercial appliances all over Nashville. And I'm going to drive home to Knoxville. And so I told him in his first, his first words were, you know, when I, when I was a kid, we didn't need that. We had, we had the bar and I added to that and you had the church. Right. Right. You had other places where you could get these relationships. And so now I'm, I'm trying to get the circle to come, this no, story yeah, to come good. full circle here. Right. Which is, you don't need, my profession doesn't need to exist outside of, of clinical, um, like um, mental health, serious mental health. Yeah. Issues. Yeah. Serious mental. We'll, we'll, we'll define Ill, it that way. Mental illness, mental I guess. Mental, mental illness. illness. Right. But so often that's not who comes to my door anymore. It's the people that don't have any friends and it's the people that are isolated and they say, well, I'm, I'm super depressed and we work through some things and, and, and maybe they are clinically depressed, but so much of the people that are coming through my door now is because they're isolated, they're alone and they don't know where to go and they know what to do because they don't have any, but they don't have a network. And so how do you, how do you beat, I'm going to, I'm going to harp on two words real quick, isolation and burnout. You, you develop relationships with people, which we could dive into that. I don't know. Sure. So yes, relationships with people. So on that, on that note, so how do you balance? Cause we just, we talked about boundaries. So how do you balance between staying connected, which you said is a, is a in crisis right now. People aren't connected. They're not having relationships. They don't have friends and maintaining those boundaries because you, you can also go the opposite way and you know, yeah. Pen, Not, any yeah. pendulum swing on the high side, like if I swing here or if I swing to the other side on the high side I, is a problem. You right. develop it's it, it, it brings forth some form of a problem. Cause right? I think we, I think we all know that there's social media people and professional networkers who network like crazy and get nothing done, you know? So there's this balance that we, you know, you know what I'm talking about? There's people who they, they say I'm a networker. That's my joy. I connect people. And they are like, they're, they're not making money. They're struggling and there's that balance. So how do we do that? How do we, how do we, what's, <laughs> what I, so what's you know, the question? Cause I think you asked like six questions without even asking six see, questions. That's, I'm getting used to, I'm getting with your answers. That's the same thing. I got to give six and you'll give me six back. Um, the balance between staying connected and maintaining boundaries. Okay. So that, that actually jumps into the, what I was, I don't remember right. how I said it, but I said boundaries and communication. This is something that we do horribly. So let's, let's talk about you and me, Jeff, for a second. Let's ask like nobody's watching this. Nobody's in this room. How many forms of communication do we have? So I was thinking about this earlier today. We have a text message. We have phone calls. We have Slack. We have direct Slack messages. We have email. So that's five. At least and we five. Get to, and we get to cut, we get to each other at conferences every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that's, that's five today 
that I could use to communicate with you. Right. When you answer, which one is the most effective, which one is actually working and where's the boundary in any mm-hmm. of it. And so this, cause what, cause what happens is let's, let's go back. We're, we're, we're talking, at least in my head, we're talking about a couple different things, right? So we have a, your solopreneur, your, your gig economist from somebody that works for somebody, the boss, right? We're talk, kind of talking to all those people today a little bit, right? So let's go back to the boss for a second. And I say, I'm going to say I'm an employee. Uh, you know, I'm a social media uh, person for a big social media company. The, the manner in which we communicate can either drive isolation or it can help reduce it. And I'll give you an example. Well, maybe I'll, maybe I'll just say something. Just because I reveal something to you doesn't create connection or intimacy. So right now in this space, the people that are watching this, the people that are on this, you and I are technically talking and then there's people in this background, right? They, they are getting closer to us because we are revealing, I'm revealing information about myself, the way I think, my mm-hmm. philosophies. So, but that didn't create connection and intimacy because I, I'm not on the other side. That's only one sided street. So it's not creating that. And so the same thing happens with communication. And so I believe you have to have communication, but you also need to figure out how you're going to have it and establish how you're going to have it. One of the things I do with clients all the time and the clients is a bad example because I professionally and personally don't disclose. So there is, it is a one way street, but I figure out what is the best way to communicate with you? Is it text messages? Is it phone calls? Is it emails? Is it some type of social channel? I, I don't do social channels. That's what that one's, but like, how do I, how, what's the best way to communicate with you? Is it through our secure note taking system process, which is another communication, you know, because I want to connect with you. And so let's take that to, to, to the person who's, by themselves, let's go to the gig economist or, you know, or an entrepreneur or however you want, you know, that guy or that, that lady who's just by themselves, right? Develop connection points and use them, right? I run mastermind groups. We talked about that. I think it was last time we were here, right? We talked right. about that. We talked about mastermind groups. We have a, my, my general platform or a lot of the ecosystems I use, and I, I kind of push this because it makes sense. It fits with a the therapeutic philosophy is we meet, we have weekly meetings, like that's how it works. Like you and I, we meet weekly, right? right. But if we want to grow, and this is the language I use, if we want to grow our, our relationship, it can't be one hour once a week. We've got to connect outside of that. I've got to figure out what's happening in your life. Right. I got to figure out what's going on. And so now let's come back to boundaries. Develop what that is, figure out what that is, and then learn how to teach other people what that is. That's the boundary side. So let's go, let's go real practical and about like our relationship. So, you know, it started out, we were, it's always the awkward thing in a mastermind. Who's this person? What are we doing? Cause we're talking about skills. I mean, we're talking about these skills, how we can do this and how we become better because a lot of these skills are lost or a lot of people are struggling with it. We're more connected than ever, but we have less skills to do this. So we started, we met and it was like, okay, we got to know each other over a period of years. Right. And so we talk weekly, but we also, have a thing now, like this is a recent example where, you know, your wife got COVID and it was scary, like bad, scary. And so I didn't wait till Monday to like, Oh, talk about it during our meeting. I texted you like, what's going on? What can I do? Is tell me where you're at. And you're like, I'm in the hospital right now by, you know, it was, it was a scary time. And we connected and we talked over that. 
that was relaxing boundaries because of the the relationship, right? I mean, so how do you how do you be <laughs> How do you proactively learn these skills, I guess is what I'm saying, because you have to learn these skills because a lot of people aren't taught this any, anywhere. So is it join a mastermind and you learn these skills? How do well, we, I, how do we learn this stuff? I, I think, and I'm not going to say anything coherent here, I don't think, <laughs> but I think we're talking about two totally, two totally different things. Okay. Um, and I, let's, I'm trying to stay within the language that we've, we've been using. I'm going to make a statement and then I can decide if I put my foot in my mouth later on. <laughs> Burnout in respects to being a work from home individual or right. like even me Monday, we, we have our meeting on Monday mornings. I saw no one in person on Monday. I showed up to my office at 7 a.m. I saw no one till 7 p.m. No one in person. I was isolated. Burnout as far as burnout goes and isolation when it comes to isolation and human psychology are two different things. So when one doesn't lead to the another, no, I think they could, but if, if we're talking about, I'm getting burnout, um, let's define burnout. We didn't define burnout. That's where we should have started there. What were we thinking? So burnout, um, being the inability to cope with life situations associated with one's vocation. How do we like that? That's great. I liked it. I don't even know what I said. Did you read it out of a book, didn't you? No. I did not. I didn't write it off or nothing. I just told you. It was on it one out. of your tests. I know it was. I, ho- I hope it's right. Um, if it's that, creating boundaries will help. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Developing boundaries for work, developing boundaries for communication with the people and the persons and individuals I, I meet with. So let's go back to my phones for just real quick. I have two phones. The red phone, that's the work phone. This phone doesn't get answered unless by another therapist that I hand the phone to after seven o'clock. It doesn't, I'm not answering the phone. Now we have mechanisms, unless it's my time to be on call, then I answer the phone, mm-hmm. right? So I've created the boundary to reduce the burnout. Gotcha. And let's, let me just take the burnout one, one step further, it's slightly different is I've also developed specific schedule. You can't schedule with me from 6 to 7 p.m. I might open that slot up, but that's not on my that's not on my calendar. Like you can't you can't do that. I've I've developed a structure of when you can meet with me. So for the creator, I've developed a schedule for when I create, when I do long form content, when I do videos, right? It's I put it in this box. It's bound by this box, which allows me to be more productive because I only have the box which if you want to get to the tips or tools, it's my, my tip and tool is not another piece of software. Uh, it might be a piece of software. It's not, this is what I use and this is what works for me. It's not another piece of software. It's not another system. The system is simply time blocking and stick to your time blocks, put it on the calendar, block it on the calendar. And that's when I do that work, unload it. That's what my client's doing. That's really working for him. Not because I told him to do it. He was doing it by himself. Are created by himself, but that's a boundary. So that's the burnout on the boundary side. So now let's go to the other side. When we say I'm isolated, I'm alone. I'm scared. I have no friends. That's a, that's a different side when it comes okay. to boundaries. Does that make sense? Yeah. Now pendulums, let's go back to our pendulums. 
if I'm, if I am, uh, I think the words we want to use is introverted and extroverted, right? My introvert says, I don't need any friends. I don't need any people. I don't want to be around any people. That's a lie. And let me tell you why in a second. The other person says, I need people. I have to be around people. If I don't have people around me, I got to be around a bunch of people. Let's go around people. That's also a lie. The, we want to be around people. We just don't want to be around the same amount of people or the same mm -hmm. type of people. Even the introvert, the introvert wants to sit in the corner and I'm going to make something up, something I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty introverted myself, wants to sit in the corner and drink their scotch and talk to one person. Right. The extrovert, we really shouldn't go on this route because we're going to get way off topic. The extrovert wants to stand on top of the on top of the bar and dance and have a good time. Tell me which one's more intimate. It's probably this one over here. Yeah. And develop a stronger connection. So while all I was trying to, trying to move towards was boundaries in, in, in isolation and lack of connection and lack of relationship is different than boundaries when it comes to burnout and work. Gotcha. You disagree with me. Let's fight. No, I, I, I'm just, I'm trying to think of why, I mean, I'm not going to disagree with a counselor on this stuff. That's like, I'm a nobody. Let's no, let's no. Move. So, um, but that, I mean, I, I think it's interesting that it's that it's a whole whole different thing because I always kind of lumped them together. Like, you know, if you had if you didn't have boundaries and you you know then you were isolated, it always you know it could lead to burnout, is what I thought. But you're saying they're two different kind of separate things. Well, Work. I'm 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 speaking mostly from what I see, right? Okay. So I like to differentiate that because I can pull up a whole bunch of research and say this is what the research says. Gotcha. Right. The research so, says certain things. And then I, some, what I, so what I see is people are alone. People are alone and we're going to smash. This is why I'm such a fan of the mastermind ecosystem. Like that is so powerful. Mm -hmm. I have, I, I work in one mastermind, uh, more than one, but one of the mastermind systems I work in right now the ecosystem I work right now, what's happening. And I actually talked with one of the, the lead guys today. I said, Hey, we have this problem. And the problem is this people in the mastermind ecosystem, they pay for it. It's, it's paid. I get paid for my services, right? Um, they are leaving the mastermind ecosystem and coming to me simultaneously, or they might be with both of us at a time and then move on. But what they really need is they need the mastermind ecosystem. They need some help, right. deeper help. The structure. Maybe, maybe, maybe a, a therapist or a psychologist, or sometimes it's a sociologist, like could, could help work through some of those things. And then they need that system again because they need the connection. Mm -hmm. So literally our conversation was how do we help these people go kind of back and forth and, and keep them in the system they need to be long-term because remember my guy at the Waffle House? Right. We had, I, I actually forgot the rest of the story. The rest of the story was the other thing that he mentioned was he said, we also had sweet tea in front porches with swings. Yeah. Like that was like, and I added churches. So we had churches bars where, where you could really talk. You could sit and talk to somebody. You could develop relationships. We don't have that anymore. Why? Cause it's virtual. Cause I didn't see anybody. Cause I just put my head down and worked on video all day with yeah. a bunch of people that I'd met at one point. But I don't have a connection. But don't you think 
virtual can help with connections like masterminds are all done virtually. Oh, yeah. I mean, and so look, look at us, right. look at us. You're in Texas. I'm in Tennessee. Right. Uh, Eric's in Indiana. So, so I do. So, so I want to talk can because the research can I tell you the research. Yeah. Cause I, 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 I've, I've been saying this for a while because I read an article. Actually, I think it was in grad school. I read the article. I said that, and I've told a couple of people this and they're like, come on. So the research right now, and it's a growing body of research. So, man, I just have this suspicion it's going to change a little bit is saying that therapeutically. So that's a little bit of a caveat, virtual therapy. So you have all your virtual therapy platforms, right? right. right? Uh, talk space and all these different ones. And actually we do virtual therapy because it is just as effective as in-person therapy. Hmm. Like that's what a lot of, there was one uh, fairly big uh, article or a cohort that had 55. I just remember the numbers cause they're so close 55 and another had uh, 65 um, cohorts. I don't remember if that's individuals or groups of individuals. And it, it pointed to, Oh, it's just as effective. Right. So one of the things so that, you know, my point is yes, virtual. Yeah, absolutely. But if we're not doing this, if I don't do this with you, I'm not connecting with you. Yeah. And then the thing is, is we meet a couple times a year offline and it's kind of almost like we just continue the conversation. Like when Eric and I mm-hmm. get together and you and we go somewhere, we've gone to, you know, Disney before and walked around just cause we were there at the same time. Yeah. Yep. But, but my thing is too, is I, you know, we've talked about this and why masterminds are so, at least for me, when I, especially when I first started, it was the connection, but it was also like, I'm, you know, I'm in a town in Texas, Longview, Texas, which is, you know, there's not a lot of social media guys, live video producers, you know, they're not coming out of the woodwork. I couldn't go to my local BNI group and really find this. I mean, I went for a while, but couldn't mm-hmm. find my, my people. And one of the things I think it was, you said is like, nobody around me really had a growth mindset. And that was important to me and be able to find because, and I felt isolated. I mean, it was like, I mean, I, my family, I love them to death, but they still think like, why don't you call up Zuck and talk to him about Facebook and why I get so many ads? Like they don't understand that it doesn't work that way. But yeah, Jeff, why don't you call him up for me? For me. Um, but, it, but you can be really isolated. Like if your family doesn't understand what you're really doing and, and having this where we could connect and like, like, my gosh, these guys get me is so important. I mean, it's taken my business, not only my business kind of the next level, but also like how to get away from that isolation that, cause I could see myself, like if I didn't have it, that I'd be just like focused and those self-destructive habits could like compound and really start going. So that's what I, when I was talking about, like skills to reduce isolation is one is a mastermind and, and learning how to talk and, and give and not just take in a mastermind. So um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I beat up on technology. It's kind of at right. the beginning. Right. I kind of was like, Hey, technology is, is ruining right. a bunch of things. I didn't give any statistics. I could give you a bunch of statistics, but I would argue that in, in the way you're describing it, no, 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 that, that, that is allowing us to reduce isolation It's reduce and, and it's allowing us to form connection. Because reduction of isolation is just one step, but I now got to form a relationship. Because remember, just because I reveal something, uh, uh, you know, if I reveal right. something or if it's revealed to me, it doesn't mean I'm connected. We have to then move through the process of becoming connected and have intimacy, you know, as far as having a real connection. Because then we can get into the other trigger word that's all over the place right now, which is, is vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And I can get to that space. Why? Let me give you another 
fancy word that people are using these days because I'm psychologically safe. Mm. And that can happen because of technology. So in that word, because I see this banded about all over like bit like business insider and, you know, Forbes and all this stuff, everybody's talking about emotional intelligence and, you know, that mm-hmm. can help create better connections among remote team members and, you know, virtual work and all this stuff. So explain the role of emotional intelligence. Cause is it, what does that mean? It sounds like, you know, I have an emotional intelligence of 520. Like, I mean, what is it? What does that mean? What is that? Well, I think how does even, that affect? It, with not answering your question right off the bat, it actually is harder and even more compounded virtually. Really? That's why I, that's why I'm like, I struggle with the, uh, because some of the nuances, even this right now, like we're doing video, right? Even this, I can maybe have an expression and you didn't, didn't, like, I just winked my eye maybe. Well, really what I did is I, I really quenched my whole body (laughs) right down, right? Oh my goodness. What was wrong with what I just said? Right. You didn't see it. You didn't get it. Mm. Um, so sorry. Now I'm off track. Emotional Um, intelligence. You gotta keep thanks. You're gonna keep you're keeping me on track today. <laughs> um, I, without defining emotional intelligence, it's really our ability to see how things affect other people, mm. and then how what we do affects other people, and how what they do affects us. Right. So, th- I mean, this is this is how I ended up being a therapist is because I kept realizing, oh my goodness, that dude just totally crushed that girl, or vice versa. That chick just totally shut that guy down yeah and it has it's the ability to watch how things work and that's why also i don't i didn't want to harp on the communication side too much if we determine how we're going to speak how we're going to interact right um how we're going to communicate back and forth virtually we can start to do we can start to develop i think this is a little bit dangerous but we can start to develop how people speak in those mediums because if I send you a text that says, I can't stand the way that he did that. Do I hate the person? Do I hate what he did? Does are none of them relevant? And so I'm coming back to emotional intelligence here. If I can start to understand and just FYI or whatever the word is, text has no emotion. Right. So or email doesn't either. Yeah. The email doesn't either. So don't apply it to it when it gets it, because if you apply an emotion to it, it's probably your trigger that was triggered. And so you need to figure out what the trigger was. That's your problem, not their problem, because those things don't have emotions. Anyways, um, emotional intelligence. That's where we were, right? Yeah. What was your question on emotional intelligence? Man, so, I'm, I, could, I feel like I'm super ADD today. <laughs> can you, can the role that emotional intelligence plays in community, you know, connections among remote team members, because sometimes it, and I don't know if it's graded on a scale or whatever, but sometimes it seems like they use it like, well, he didn't have very much emotional intelligence. She really did. Like there's this gradient or something like you have good emotional intelligence. You don't have anybody, you know, like the blunt people who just say whatever comes across their mind, their emotional intelligence is you know, next to zero, but the people who really think and use like, how are you feeling, Anthony? Did you understand what I said? Repeat back to me what you thought I said. You know, those people have high emotional intelligence. So is, 
how, how do we do that in remote work? Like, do we need to have more courses on it? Do we need to have seminars? I mean, how do we know if we have good? Do, I, don't, I don't believe it has anything to do okay. with remote work, personally. I think it's inability to pay attention to other people. All right. And, and what's happening in their lives and how it's happening, right? Right. Um, virtually, actually, what I was thinking when you were thinking, I don't know, I don't remember. So, like, when I first started doing podcasting, you know, decades ago or right. years ago, you've actually been doing it longer than me. My coach that I hired, fantastic coach, um, but he said, you have to overemphasize you, the, what you're saying, right? That was actually maybe a little bit too much, but I am, I am definitely have been overemphasizing how I'm speaking this whole time. Right. Because I know that if I don't, it's just going to come off as dull because right. that's how it translates especially, especially through the auditory, right? Through the word. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm more, I'm, I've, I've hyped it. Right. And so it's a different platform or it's a different, what I'm getting at is that emotional intelligence is different, possibly virtually. Right. Cause again, if I'm texting you the different mechanisms and you don't, you use, and like you said, you don't see everything. Like we're not seeing like, yeah. Yeah, because you, you said the guy that was super blunt and right to the point. Well, yeah, he's super blunt. He hung up the zoom call Oh my goodness. Can you believe it just did that? Well, no, he was just answering the question and moving to the next step. Right. If the zoom call was a half hour longer, he maybe would have explained himself for 20 minutes. So, so I have a friend, Mike Alton, he was on actually a couple of weeks ago on the show. I like Mike. I, I've, I, he's been a roommate of mine on some of yeah, the. Yeah. So done. one of the things is I always could, and I've teased him about it before, but I can always tell he's done talking to me, like in a text message when he gives me the thumbs up. Like that means like, like he'll be well, like chatting, like, Hey, yeah, Star Trek was great this season. Yeah. I liked it too. And then he'll go, Patow. and I know, okay, we're done. Now, it's if done. I didn't know, if I didn't know Mike, I would be like, Oh, uh, what a jerk. But I know that like, Hey, he's got stuff to do. He's just like, I gotta go, you know, done talking. And I don't take it offensively, but it's funny. And we joke about it. But so I guess that's, that's part of the communication. It's almost a culture um, we're having Mark, Mark Schaefer on, uh, we had him on a couple weeks ago and his, his book is all about, you know, creating community, mm -hmm. which I think is fascinating. A lot of this stuff is applicable to it. Um, and they kind of start developing their own culture and their own language inside of there, which is kind of cool. And if you don't know that, then you can be in trouble, but that only comes with intimacy. Like you were saying. Yeah. Well, so back to your, uh, do we need more classes? Do we need, what is it? Right. Is it virtual? There's not man, I feel like we're, I feel like we're going to have to do another show on technology know, at some point. Um, the social channels push, push us to be self facing forward. And so if that translates at all, we start to lose our emotion. We start to lose our emotional intelligence because I have to be this way because that's how I get the eyeballs, right? right. Or I have to be this way because if I'm not this way, no one cares. And that's all a perception, right? Because if you sat down and said, well, how do you really feel about this person? And, uh, you know, do you like me at all, Jeff? Like, like, where are we at on this? Dude, I don't even know you. Right. I just clicked on your little thing, right? Yeah. And so social pushes us away from, and again, this is, I, I actually believe I read an article on this one. So I'm going to say there's empirical evidence on this one, but this is my opinion. Again, it pushes us away from that intimacy, the connection, and even, even, um, EQ, IQ, all of that. Mm -hmm. 
Very, very interesting. All right, so something that never pushes you away is our friends over at Ecamm. See, perfect segue. Uh, make sure you guys go find out about them at socialmediaslive.com for slash Ecamm. This is a crazy show. We, I mean, there's so much here, and we're bouncing around a lot. So, uh, and and we and I usually bring up you guys' questions during this, but since we're this is pre-recorded, it's kind of hard. But I really want to know what you guys think. Let us know in the comments. Um, what what would you like Anthony to come back and talk about? Because we've kind of been scattershotting this a little bit. But um, anyway. Thanks to our, our sponsors over at, at Ecamm for letting us do shows like this that, um, real, I mean, it's more me asking questions because it's so much in the news. Loneliness is an epidemic. And um, I think tools like Ecamm, and I'm not just, just because they're a sponsor, um, I think they really do help connect people. I've never been able to connect people like, like this across the nation that I have people that I consider friends across the nation that we get to meet up and see because of technologies like Ecamm. Um, so I'm, I'm thankful for them and thankful for them and the show um, because, I mean, and being able to talk to Anthony about this, who we've had this relationship that's gone on for almost seven years or whatever it was. But I want to talk about a little bit towards here at the end. So we have a couple of times because everybody talks about the work-life balance. Like it's how important it is. We talked about boundaries and that I'm assuming applies to both home and work, Anthony. So um, how do we, as the this kind of new normal where we're isolated or we're going in twice a week to work or whatever, how do we continue healthy work-life balance? And what is healthy, what does a work, healthy work-life balance look like anyway? Because, I mean, everybody's trying to get it, but do we know what it actually is? Hmm. <laughs> yeah, because you've got a perfect work-life balance. I know. Uh, perfect. It is so perfect. Uh, yeah, I don't have a problem. You guys should just do what I do. Um, no, when we have problems, absolutely, we have problems. Um, it, when I look at this, is partly, and and maybe that was the words we should have used towards the beginning. Um, is is asking and developing the boundaries structure associated with what we do. Right. So I ask, like I said, I my clients, I got to ask my clients, what's the best way to communicate with you? Any boss or any kind, like I have, I have, I have consulting and coaching clients as well. And I do the same thing. I say, what's the best way to communicate with you? Right. And then I start to develop, what does it look like for how I respond? I don't respond if you email like the last time I it's, I mean, I don't know if I'm supposed to give times, but it's 6 PM where I'm at. The last time I looked at my email was at 12 noon. I won't look at my email again until tomorrow. So the people I work with or the people I work in my ecosystem, they know that that's not a big deal because they've learned. I can't just start doing it tomorrow. Right. Especially if I have a boss. But if you can figure out, and let's go back to what I was saying before, if you can figure out how to block things, and this sounds like I'm a time blocking crazy person. Maybe I am. I'm not really, maybe I am. I don't know. <laughs> um, if you can figure out how to block those things inside of those things, you'll be better. You'll be more efficient. You'll be more on task because that's the space I have for that. So if you send me an email and I kind of answer emails all kinds of different times of the days and I, I always have my dinging on my phone and I actually, I think that I think I'm going to get rid of email on my phone. 
I'm not sure if I can handle it, but I think I'm going to do that. Right. I don't, I already don't have push notes. I like, I pick up my phone right now. It doesn't say I have an email unless I open the app. Right. Um, but in, in respects to work life balance is developing. That's where I was kind of going. And like I said, we should have maybe used that word developing those boundaries associated with what you do. But here's what I'll tell people also. One of the things I'm I'm starting to see, and I say again in, in my practice with the people that I see, is that they have nothing outside of the work. And so the work becomes the relationship. Mm-hmm. Whether it's with a person or if it's with the inanimate object of my computer and the text that I work on or the videos that I work on or whatever it is. Right? And so that isolation is something that we need to work towards and work against and work through. Um, and so work-life balance becomes developing relationships. Um, I also believe, sorry, this is where I was going with that. I also think that if we develop hobbies and I don't care if your hobby is my work, but if it's something that you can do that allows you to, sit and relax. And that's a whole nother topic, actually rest. How, like, how do we, right. how do we do nothing? Like we can't do that anymore. That's whew, a whole nother. That's, that's three, that's three videos. We'll have to break that one up. <laughs> um, rest, the development of rest, right? So if I can rest inside of the things that I do, so I'll tell you what, like, I don't have, I, don't, I personally don't have a lot of hobbies and I have to force myself to do them because it creates work life balance. One of the hobbies I'd love to do, I didn't, I didn't, we're at the end of the season. I didn't do a single time this year is I'd love to ski. I'm not in a place where you can ski that has snow regularly. Right. <laughs> but it's one of my hobbies. So I've, I've altered that hobby by running. Like that just happens to be what I do. Your hobby might be like a friend of mine who actually likes to do wood carvings, mm. right? Like it doesn't matter what it is, develop the balance develop the structure for how people communicate with you, develop hobby, hab, uh, hobbies, if you will. And again, your hobby might be my work and vice versa, if, as long as you can rest inside of it, especially mentally. Some people rest, believe it or not, I think this is crazy. They rest, like they love edit, editing videos. Like I'm like, you're crazy. I hate that stuff. <laughs> but that's like, yeah, I created this thing. It was so much fun. Look at this, my kids. doing crazy like they love it they find rest in it and so that allows them to help with that work-life balance and of course always health right always health mental health physical health psychological spiritual health all the health so when you said those people edit and that's crazy i think running is crazy how can you (laughs) how can you equate going down a hill not doing anything just trying to avoid trees and you're like, oh, but I'm now running. That's totally, one is I'm passive so and one more, is. So much more exhausted oh, after I ski gosh. than I am when I run. Oh, I just, man. I, it's sledding or like running up a hill? No, thank you. Anyway. So um, I didn't answer your question about work-life balance. I, you you tell me. Right. What does it mean? Is it What possible? does balance mean for you? I told you about my client who's doing 60 to 70 hours a week. From a clinical perspective, at this moment, and we're a month into this, I think he's very balanced. Right. How do you even say that? That's crazy. Well, I think I, have other I think it has to do, and this is another show, we'll have to get to it, is like the periods of rest. 
because mm. that's what balances some of the, the stuff work. Because if I think what we've been doing as a society is we've been going, 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 grinding, 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 and that rest has fallen by the wayside. And if you, so I have to physically, I have to, like you said, force yourself to do a hobby or force yourself to do something because it mm. does make my job being creative easier because of that rest. And it's taken me a lot of years to realize that. Uh, and a it's, lot of mastermind sessions. He, it's, yeah, it's the old Hebrew. Hebrew, I think the saying goes, Sabbath. "It's the thin, it's the thin places." Mm. Yeah, and so we're in this busy. Like, look for those thin places where there's a break, and sit in that break. Mm. And then, good. yeah, maybe it gets into this concept of Sabbath or 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 whatever. Right. Anyway. I wanted to let you guys know, because if you can't tell, Anthony and I have, <laughs> we, we can go and talk about a lot of different things. Sorry, this is a little scattered today, but I just, there's so much that I, that's on the tip of my tongue, you know, and I, and I struggle sometimes with getting it out because it's, I, I'm just really concerned about the epidemic of loneliness that we have. And what we're going to do is we're starting, um, actually, <clears throat> we've, we've said this before, but we're actually starting the first part of May. Uh, we've got two, two people, I think, already signed up for it. Uh, we have a couple room for about seven more as we're starting a mastermind uh, uh, talking about this margin and tra- talking about making space and supporting one each other and developing. I don't want this to be a small, hey, we're meeting for six months, then we're stopping. I want this to be a long-term mastermind like I have with Eric and what I have with Anthony and some other people. Um, so if you are interested in joining a mastermind, it is going to be a paid one, but we're going to keep it really reasonable because I just really believe in how important these are and how life-changing they are. Do you want to find out more about that? Just send me an email at jeff at socialmedianewslive.com at jeff at socialmedianewslive.com or you can at mention me. I'm Jeff C about everywhere on any platform. So we would love to talk to you. Even if you're like wanting to start your own mastermind and we can help you in any way Mm -hmm. to do that, let us know. But we are going to be starting one and we have a couple spots left um, for that. So if you're interested, uh, jeff at socialmedianewslive.com. But before we go, I want to make sure that my pal... Anthony has some time to tell everybody about him, what he does. If you, like you said, he does virtual uh, counseling and mentoring and coaching. So Anthony, take it away. Tell about what you can do for our folks. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't, I don't have a, a pitch per se. Matter of fact, I kind of avoid, <laughs> avoid him, which is maybe hurt a little bit in the pocketbook, but, um, simply put, if you're isolated, you're alone, you're trying to figure out what the next step is. We would love to talk. Um, I say we, because I have a team behind me as well. You know, I have my other therapists, um, and to figure out what the right fit is for you. Cause like I said, I don't, I don't think the long-term, I don't believe the long-term answer to the, the, the topic that Jeff brought, like that isolation and loneliness. I don't believe that answer is, is me is, is even coaching. And I believe in, co- I have a coach, right? A therapist, mentors, those things are all great. Those are jumping off points for a bigger relationship. So if you find yourself struggling, Hey, I don't know what to do. I don't know what my next direction is. Maybe you're like, I don't even know what my next career is or should I sell this business? I don't know what my phase of life next phase is. I would, we'd love to talk to you. Yeah. Anthony has uh, helped a lot of people helped. Uh, I know me as in fact, he's great with systems and setting up things. So make sure you guys go check him out. And I, I kept, um, I don't think I've mentioned it, so for the people in the podcast, make sure that you guys go to withouse.com. That's W-I-T-T-H-O-U-S-E.com. That's W-I-T-T-H-O-U-S-E.com, withouse.com. 
and uh, check him out there and feel free to contact him. And with that, I would like to thank once again, our sponsor, Ecamm, socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecamm. And don't forget, um, we talked about places to connect. Uh, a good place to start is inside their community, but also this leap into live that's coming up. If you're wanting to learn more about selling, which is kind of the future of live video and a lot of uh, companies like Amazon and Walmart and Target and all those places are pouring money into live shopping. And if you'd like to learn how to get your piece of that, make sure you go to leapintolive.com. Uh, sign up for that. It's a free um, it's a free training that's going on, but make sure you sign up. Make sure you get your space uh, inside of there, leapintolive.com. And with that, we'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening today. Feel free to you know message us any questions we had. We talked about a lot of different things, but uh, appreciate you guys being here, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye, everybody. Social Media News Live.